Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. June is Women in Tabletop Gaming Month, and so to celebrate that, we decided to partner with Fate and the Fable Maidens to put together a special event podcast. It's going to be called The Spectre Seekers, and uh, Renee and Becca from Fate and the Fable Maidens, and Carrie and Michelle from our show are going to be playing through a campaign I wrote for the Monster of the Week game system. Monster of the Week is a bit different from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, so if you're only familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, might be a little weird, but please, please take a listen to it. It's We had so much fun recording it, and part one will be released June 22nd, and part two will be released June 29th, and I will also be releasing our kind of zero episode setup character discussion and we have a little discussion on Women in Tabletop Gaming Month as well. Uh, I'll be releasing that next Friday, June 15th. All right, well, that's enough for me. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right into the show? Bye. Last time on The Beholder's Eye. Entering into the room is a somewhat taller man. All three of you notice immediately that he is one of the most beautiful people you've ever seen, despite him being a tiefling. Can we help you find something, um, or do you need you need information on something? We're a detective agency. What can we do for you? Nobody else wants to help me find out what happened. Can you, please? A whole section of my forest, about 200 feet of it, has been burnt Oh, no. There's this weird altar in the center of the of the circle. Is it you? Damaros? Yeah, Uncle Uncle Sapos. It's been a while and he gives him sort of a nervous smile because he doesn't know what his reception is going to be like. What I'm going to need you to do is to go and meet this contact for me. Yes, I will go. I will go meet your contact. It says, OK, please follow me into the woods now. Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. You're very following odd. him. Very is, odd. Is it because there's only one of them? Is it? Is he's bald, right? Yes, he bald. is completely bald. Just like he's bald. Completely of bald. Son of a bitch! I, I didn't pay attention know. to that before. <laughs> very suspicious. So yes, he's very bald. As the four of you are following him into this forest, he leads you down a pretty well-beaten path that seems fairly new, but is pretty wide, and. It's wide enough for the four of you to walk side by side behind this man. And as you're following him, he he says, So you all know what, what we're doing here today, right? Uh, I'm Not coming in a little a blind. Clue. Sevos didn't tell you. We are, <laughs> we are going to be making... We want to know why we performed a ritual out here the other night. And it only worked a little... It worked a little bit. It didn't work as as powerful as we would have liked it to, and we want to know why that happened. Um, and yeah. as he's talking to you, he's he's like turning his head 
still walking directly forward, but turning his head back to talk to you, and his, his head's almost turning at an unnatural angle <laughs> at times. Like he got extra vertebrae? Little owl in him? A little bit. Bilton. Hey, how's Bilton doing anyway, man? You, ha- you haven't heard or seen about anything about Bilton? That's why I'm asking this bald guy. Oh, you're asking him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hey, man, how's Bilton doing? I sorry, miss that Wes, guy. You don't have a character voice, so it gets a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> why you gotta call people out on character voices? Because I have the worst character voice. Because only two people voice. in our party don't and have consistent ones. <laughs> Damros is very excited to be included in this, and he, uh, he goes, what what kind of ritual? Oh, we were summoning some creatures to help us in the coming conflict. Um, since you all don't really seem to know what's going on, I'm not sure if I should tell you exactly what we brought I'm in. I'm super excited to help you right now, sir. But we're going to go look at the ritual site, um, and we are going to do some looking around um, and see if we can't figure out why the ritual did not complete. Please follow me. Let's go quickly now. Have you been summoning? I, yes. Yeah, he said that. (laughs) Did you? okay. Sorry, everybody's talking so much. (laughs) He says, yes, we, yes, we've been summoning. We tried to summon many friends, but we only got one. You make a lot of friends, don't you? Friends. You gotta have a little help from his friends. Friends. After tonight, hopefully we can all be friends. We're gonna get sacrificed here tonight, guys. Um, (laughs) They're only sacrificed virgins. Are you whispering that to everybody? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damros is very excited about this. Well, we can't turn back now. Yeah, we can't flee uh, and do double move actions until I get to a safe space. (laughs) Damaros hasn't had any friends in a very long time, so he's very excited to make a new friend. (laughs) With the bald dwarf guy. He's... A lot of people won't talk to him. He's not picky. (laughs) I cast message to Damaros, and I'm like, uh... So inside your head, you hear the words, uh, be wary of the bald guys. <laughs> Damaros just turns around and says out loud, why? <laughs> the church of the and open eye, silent. of course. <laughs> so this odd little dwarven man leads you down this path and at the very end, which is about 30 feet away now, you can see that it opens up into a place that's extremely familiar to you, Damaros, because this is the clearing that has been burned that you came to, to seek help with in the first place. And as you're entering the clearing, you can feel once again that same feeling of dead magic that you felt the first time you came here, of, of the magic of the earth and surrounding, you know, the this forest within this circle basically being just completely gone. It feels really different to me, too. Yes. Oh, it feels different to all of you. I mean, the there still has been no sound. We've had some odd uh, things happen to us in recent days. Every hair on Damaros's body stands on end as they come into the clearing, and uh, his his entire demeanor towards the uh, his his new would be friend um, changes almost immediately, and he says, uh, "Did you did you do this to my forest?" He. He turns around and he looks at you and he says, of course I did. I mean, I'm one of the ones that helped. But as as he's saying that, the the other three of you... I stand really tall next to Damaros and I am upset about the forest being uh, savaged like this. Well, you're you're starting to feel a familiar feeling, that, that weird yeah, reality would. warping feeling within this. I this cast theory. message again. And uh, and I tell Damaros to be cool with these guys. They can be very dangerous. Like we need more information from them right now. Uh, okay. So before before you do that, um, his sort of reaction to seeing connecting who did this to his forest with the forest clearing as uh, he accidentally produces flame and it um, it just sort of sparks up in his hands and then as you say be cool with these guys he he puts it out again and I'm uh, did dude see that oh yeah I mean he saw it but he's like oh no we don't we don't need fire magic we We'll yeah. be doing some divining tonight. Oh, okay. I, cool, I cool. Because we, we have casters 
among us, apparently. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was told that Sevos has a great connection to the magics, and that's why he was supposed to be here tonight, but I assumed that since he sent the four of you, you're all good magicians within your own right. Yeah, oh, well, between yeah. four of us, I'm sure one of us, like, are collectively good. I glare at Barry, and I'm just shooting daggers at him with my eyes, like, shut the front door. I'm, I'm not <laughs> looking at her at all. Damaros has a mixed reaction to this because uh, he he no longer wants to help this man, but he also hasn't had a chance to show off the abilities that he has gained over the last 16 years in front of anybody. So he's kind of wanting to throw down some magic. Okay. This dwarven man, he walks out to the middle. He walks out to the middle of this burnt clearing. And from the center, he picks up a rock that has a symbol carved into it. And the th four of you, you know, come close and look at what he's doing. And he says, okay, we're all going to need to channel some divination magic. You all know divination magic, of course. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. We all know oh, divination yeah. magic. Of no. course, of course. And we're all going to... He ignores that. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're all going to channel it into this rock and see if we can't figure out why the spell that we used didn't spread further than it was intended to. Spread. This This circle should have been at least six miles wide. <gasps> It should have taken out a good portion of the the northern part of the, the city. forest? Yes, this was supposed to be one of the first invasion waves. Uh, um, can I, uh, what first, What are you uh, doing out here? Can I take a look at that, see if, uh, there's anything wrong with the structure of, uh, your item there? Of course, here. And he hands it right to you. All right, and I hold it. Uh, in your hand, you're holding a medium-sized rock. The weight of it seems off because a rock of this size should weigh a bit more than what it does. Into the top of it, you see three runes carved, and they you're instantly able to recognize them as the same types of runes that were carved into the black monoliths outside of the Church of the Open Eye, and into that same altar where you found Marin. And looking at these glyphs, you can tell that these are the, the three glyphs that show up most often in all of your, you know, in your investigations. I'm going to cast Suggestion on the guy in front of me. Is okay. that dwarf the only other guy that's here with us? We're about to yes. find out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you see. Uh, make me a perception check. It's 19. 19. Lazy, as you're, you're kind of watching Barry take this rock and take a good hard look at it, <laughs> you hear some rustling in the forest it sound it doesn't sound like a person moving around it just sounds like kind of random movements from different places in the forest kind of moving at random times like around the perimeter of the shit here, that's not burnt yet and you hear a little bit of noise here and then it moves but it's it's so low that you didn't notice it because of this conversation and everything that's going on at first but it's the only thing piercing that eerie silence when you start to pay attention. Damaros is uh, clenching and unclenching his fists and his tail is swishing back and forth like an agitated cat's. And he is um, to himself silently thinking about what he would like to do to this man who has desecrated his forest. Uh, suggestion is cast though. Yeah, What do I, is it a- Wisdom save. Thank you. All right, so. Oh no! I got a nat twenty. <laughs> All right. I mean, it doesn't matter what I add to that. I got no, a nat he, twenty. No, he uh, succeeded. Very much so. So he actually he feels you cast that magic at him, and he goes, "No, you're supposed to be casting it into the rock. Give me that back." And he tries to take <laughs> it back from you. I go, "Hold on a second. Let me try one more time. Can I do a deception roll?" Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to do a deception roll. That is a twenty-eight. He says, okay, okay, you must be a powerful wizard if, if Savo sent you to me. So, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Let's see you do it. Yeah, you better I, do it this time, though, or I will slap you. Yeah, and I walk, uh, kind of turn my back to him again, and I, again, like, I turn back over and look at him, and I Burn cast, in spell slots. <laughs> I burn in another spell slot at fucking suggestion. What's your DC? Uh, 16. He is now under your suggestion. Uh, all right, sweet. I'm all hey, bud. You need to sprint back to town and turn yourself into the guards for for burning down uh, sections of the forest immediately. You got it, friend. 
I'll be right back. This dwarf takes off faster than you've seen any dwarf ever run in your entire <laughs> really? life. Really? Like over 50 feet? Like faster than a, a, a any normal person should be Oh, that was move. weird. Yeah. Like, it literally takes him about three quarters of a second to get out of this clearing, about 100 feet away. <laughs> Damaros is going to cast Windwall uh, to stop him from running away. <gasps> I hope. Hey, Ooh. sir. Okay, wait. Okay, he so takes what is damage? You're gonna ruin the spell. He's gonna be in jail. Hold on, though. What is what is the the full? Wind what does wind wall do? A wall of strong wind rises from the ground at a point you choose within range. You can make the wall up to 50 feet long, 15 feet high, and one foot thick. You can shape the wall in any way you choose, so long as it makes one continuous path along the ground. When the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a strength saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage on a fail. Save. Cool. Okay. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Okay. So this is gonna be fun. Go ahead and roll all that damage for me, because he definitely does not save. He he doesn't see that shit coming. All right. Three d8s. We've got a seven. Five is twelve, and another seven for nineteen. This dwarf takes off at an unnatural speed, and Damaros, you're able to react fast enough to cast Windwall in the direction that he's running and he slams into this wall with such force that he basically turns into a vine red mist. <laughs> and is completely <laughs> obliterated. No! <laughs> oh, no. Well, Demarous. shit. Because physics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barry clutches onto the stone and just starts screaming. <laughs> Damaros, um clenches his fists again and goes, God damn it, not again. I wanted to drown him. <laughs> Aww. Oh, that's great. Uh, so yeah, now the, the four of you are left in this clearing, you know- Well, I'm sorry that wasn't satisfying enough for you, Damaros. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know now that whatever this weird cult is, they- they were the ones that burned this place down and that there was somebody else that helped them. They brought something into this world. And as the four of you are kind of taking stock of what just happened. Uh, oh, also, uh, no, before, as soon as he dies, I'm putting that fucking stone in my pack. Oh, you're just going to pocket it real quick? Okay. Yeah. Uh, does does Damaros notice him do this? Uh, Make a perception check. Well, it needs to be... All right. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to be deceptive about it. I'm not doing a sleight of hand. Oh, okay. It needs to go to the fucking beholder's eye as evidence. This will help your case on you're not the reason for it being burnt. If you need me to roll okay. persuasion, I will. No, if you weren't being sneaky with it, that's fine. I'm not being sneaky with it. As the four of you are kind of collecting yourselves and... and Starting to figure out what you should do next. I want everybody to make a perception check. Chirp. Oh, 21. Lazy. 12. Barry. 21. Damaros. 17. Lazy, you're, you kind of had noticed some noises before, but in this moment, you're a bit distracted by what just happened. <laughs> Damaros is so strong yeah. and dreamy, and he just saved everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look how powerful he is. Yeah, he I'm just... really just blown away by the control of the wind. I was like, <laughs> The other three of you, though, you notice immediately that there is a sound coming from the forest that sounds like a low guttural growl. And right as you hear this, a beast bursts through the forest wall surrounding this uh, clearing on the southern side, basically the way that you'd come from. And when it charges into view, you can all kind of clearly see, like you've got bright moonlight shining down on you at this point. It's it's almost all the rest of the light is gone. So the, the forest is very dark, but you can see everything in this clearing pretty well. And this beast that you're looking at appears to be several dwarves that are kind of been torn apart and put back together. Oh, and it, it, it a quadrupedal or one of the front legs is two hands that's put together. The other one is a couple of feet that are put together and it's just this kind of amalgamation of all these dwarves. I but what you well, as you're looking at it from across this this 
uh, clearing, you can all kind of see, except for Lazy. <laughs> you don't really. I'm just you don't staring recognize. at. Yeah. But the other three of you recognize the face of Sevos in all of the dwarven heads that are sticking off of this in in different areas. So one of the dwarves that's connected on this body has a beard, or do most of them have beards? They all have beards. They it, all it's have basically beards. it's Sevos times eight taken apart and re put back together. It like, looks, they look is like what Sevos? it looks like. Yes, all the faces. There's about eight different faces that stick off of the front of or off the various sides of this, and they all have Sevos's face. No wonder Sevos looks so aged. Which Damaros, this this has a very strong effect on you in particular. Yes, it seeing does. Seeing your uncle <laughs> in this weird and twisted way, um, I'm actually gonna have everybody just roll me a d20, and I just need to know if anybody makes a crit. Fail or a crit success? You got a 10, dog. Right in the middle. No. Hey, five. Okay. Everybody's fine. Uh, but as as you're looking at this beast, you feel reality. That same... The three of you, it's very familiar for... I would say Damaros, it's probably not a, a very familiar feeling for you at this point. But it's, it's basically a feeling of the fabric of reality warping itself around you. But none of you really feel any sort of weird or ill effects from it. My arm tingles. No, Your I arm just... tingles a bit. Yeah, that's that was what really alerts Lazy to it. I puked already. You I'm puked like, already. Fucking <laughs> humunculi. Uh, can I can I do a constitution constitution save? Because uh, he is a bit of a puker. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's a seventeen. You're able to hold your gorge back from rising. All right. <laughs> so as this creature, you know burst through and you see how horrible and disgusting it is it makes a sound that almost sounds like a dwarven voice but also sounds like a wild hill cat I think Edward and Alphonse uh, were able to figure out how to deal with these homunculi we should call them up <laughs> and this thing starts to charge towards you I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative 16 23 29 uh, did he crit? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bad. The monster crits. Uh, so, the monster is up first, and it immediately charges directly at the four of you. Who is standing in the front of the group at this point? I am. Okay. I'd say I'd give you guys a minute to kind of reposition yourself as it's coming in at you. Uh, so, Lazy, it comes barreling directly at you. I'm going to need you. Yeah, I'm going to need you to make a um, either an athletic or acrobatics check. 25. As this monster gets about 10 feet away from you, Lazy, it launches itself into the air and extends all of its appendages, and they start to separate a bit. It tries to jump on top of you and grab you, but you're able to just basically judo flip it off the back of you into the middle of your little group here, and it picks itself up and tries to take another swipe. Does it land on my puke? Yes, it does, and now it has puke all over it. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm sure a 14 is not going to hit. No. Definitely not. Uh, okay, so, Lazy, it's your turn. Okay. You going to answer that? Yeah, I am. I'm going to punch it a couple yeah, times. Get him! Yeah. Hit him hard. So I run up to it with my staff, and do I get advantage since he's in the middle oh, of yeah, the he's group? In the, like, he's at least five feet away from everybody okay. at this point. So I got 26. Is that a hit? Oh, hell yeah. 11. And then I'm going to um, attack it one more time because I get another attack. 26. Yep. 20 so far. Total. And, yep. And then I'm going to hit it with my fist. Punch it. Punch it real good. So 24 hit. Yes. So 29 damage. 29 damage total. Damn. Okay. So Lazy, you step up to this monster and Damaros, you actually notice as Lazy is doing this, her left arm starts to take on a weird shape and actually separates itself at the elbow to become two forearms and two hands on the left arm. And (laughs) with this, she's able to grip her quarterstaff with this one arm and double hand it, giving this monster two savage blows across the body with her quarterstaff, followed up by a punch to one of its many faces <laughs> just whatever which one is closest and i'd say damaros that you're pretty impressed by this this monk yeah his his eyes go wide and he goes cool <laughs> uh and then are you gonna you're just gonna stay right there i'm just gonna stand right on top of it because you all get advantage if i'm standing over it perfect mm-hmm. chirp it's your turn 
It's right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna uh, attack it with my rapier. Nice. <laughs> you get advantage. Oh, do I? Yep. Oh, well, that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. You try to stab at this monster with your rapier and are not able to make contact with yeah. it. Yeah. You get advantage. Just surprised. No, I did get oh. advantage. I rolled fours twice. <laughs> that's all you can do. Are you gonna try and move away? Yeah, I can. I'm gonna uh, disengage with cunning action. Okay. Just uh, back up. Move thirty fly. feet away. Yeah. A oh, fly. That's right. Fly yes, back fly up at a diagonal, fifteen feet. Perfect. So Wes. Uh, Barry. West Barry. I'm going to cast... It's a very sour Barry. This is... <laughs> oh. Oh. Sorry, it's a very furry Barry. I'm a spoiled Barry. <laughs> it's kind of like a kiwi. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Barry, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. And I'm like, get back to hell, demon. And he needs to take a wisdom save. He's got a lot of heads. He might be wise. Yeah, he does. Uh, he definitely does not save. He does not save. He takes psychic damage equal to one. <laughs> <laughs> and he has disadvantage on his next attack. So you know that sound that like every dog makes when you t step on just the very tip of their tail or foot, <laughs> just that yeah. really quick just yelp. Yeah. That's the noise that comes out of this monster, but it doesn't seem very affected. Perfect. I look at uh, Lazy, and I'm like, you got this. And now you have Bardic Inspiration. Thanks, Barry. Go do good things. All right, Damaros, it's your turn. Uh, how is how is this thing looking at the moment? Healthy. It does not show any real signs of damage from the attack. Okay, so uh, Damaros kind of freezes up because he is looking at eight copies of his favorite uncle mix-matched and sewn back together again, and it's pretty grotesque. Um, so he sort of, he hesitates, and then he realizes that he should do something, so he grips his... Uh, quarterstaff with both hands and he is going to two-handed hit his poor, poor eight-times uncle with this thing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he rolls. You got advantage. I have advantage? Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's not much better. Uh, he rolls a ten. You try to strike out at this horribly disturbing but your heart's just not into it golem of it's really your not. uncle <laughs> and you completely miss yeah it's it's so distracting to you is there anything else you want to you want to do on your turn no that's it he's he's not going to go for cover he is just totally taken aback by the situation here so now it's it's back to the monster's turn and lazy you did the most effective damage to it at this point so it's going to rear up on its its back legs and it's going to try and take a couple swipes at you. With disadvantage. So does a 16 hit you? No. Okay. So does a uh, 23 hit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I haven't been hit in a while. Uh, for five points of damage. I laugh. This monster, seeing that it didn't do much damage to you with its, like, its successful hit, it starts to move in a very odd way and put its front two appendages kind of together in the middle of its body and they start to fuse together and almost look like they're hardening into it like almost like a carapace like it's starting to get shiny and hard looking and now it is your turn lazy i'm gonna hit it with my quarter staff you know the thing okay 22 22 hits i got 15 damage on that hit and i'm gonna do it again Oh, Nat took four rolls to get a good one, but goddamn it was. <laughs> 31, and I'm going to punch with my fist. Fist it. 19, does 19 hit? Uh, 19 does not hit. You take a quick swing at this monster with your quarterstaff and are able to catch it on your first one, and from the momentum of that first hit, you're able to bring the other end of the staff back down into it very quickly and very hard. The sound that comes out of this monster is like a wounded deer, long and high pitched. And you try to, you get a little confident and try to go for one quick jab to it with your fist and it's able to dodge out of the way and basically block you with that weird hardened 
appendage in the front now. Quit looking at Damaros when you're attacking. <laughs> <laughs> Chirp, it's your turn. All right, I'm gonna, uh, because I'm flying up above now, I will shoot it with my short bow. 14. 14 does not hit. I'm horrible at this. <laughs> we gotta get you some magic items to up your yeah i really you don't suck. get into damage too often so uh well i'm only level five very vicious mockery again i feel like carrie really needs to be inspired right now because yeah. she's just inspire me yeah. barry yeah, i am gonna inspire you I'm i do be steal like, your music sometimes like an eagle <laughs> To this With this D8 for your bardic inspiration. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh. oh, I dropped it. And then On I'm gonna, uh, that's a bad omen. Uh, and then I'm going to look at uh, this ugly piece of shit in front of me and be like, U G L Y, you ain't got no alibi. You ugly. And you need to take a wisdom save, sir. I need to take an in-life real wisdom save to save me from that horrible, horrible joke. 16? 16 passes. All right. Oh, man. That should have really hurt his feelings. This monster, uh, (laughs) three of this monster's heads give you a little shake. Like, look directly at you, just like, "Mm -mm." Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. I ain't that ugly, bro. I got this. (laughs) I got an alibi. Yeah, I do have an alibi. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the tavern three days ago. I see what you look like, drunk. <laughs> Damaros, it's your turn. Sure. So uh, Damaros is still looking pretty shaken. And um, he sort of, uh, he looks, he looks at the four adventurers. He looks, or the three, the three adventurers. He looks back at his terribly disfigured uncle. He mutters to himself, I hate this part. And he uses wild shape. And so Damaros disappears, and in his place, you see an Ankylosaurus. <gasps> oh. Um, oh, shit. Ankylosauruses are the ones with the big-ass, like, knots on the tail. Yeah. Yeah, and they have, like, double rows. They're really cool dinos, man. Yeah. You got to get to know your dinos, dude. Wait, they're, they're the ones with, like, a club on their tail? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's the one, yeah. So he's... he's Good choice. He's covered in spikes. He's covered in spikes. Uh, if the DM will allow it, his two ram horns are still on his head. They, oh, they replaced oh, yeah. the two spikes oh, the that come out of his temples. The DM will most definitely fucking allow it. That is badass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, um, yeah. So this dinosaur is here. Uh, all of, all of his belongings, his quick staff, you can see, um, has sort of absorbed into his body. He just has a marking across his back that looks like the quick staff. And, uh, he is going to do a tail melee attack on his uncle with the intention of just flinging him as far away as possible because he cannot emotionally look at this monstrosity <laughs> of his family member any longer. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a attack roll there. That is a nat 20, nice. my friends. Oh, right on. That hits. Sweet. So that is uh, 4d6 plus 4 of bludgeoning damage. That oh, is... Wow. Holy shit. Nice. That is an 18. Damn. Jeez. And if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a dc14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. He definitely does not save. All right. He is prone. So... You, Damaros, you basically morph your body into this Ankylosaurus, and everyone observing this, these these three detectives that you you originally enlisted to help you figure out what happened here, through the you know through the path of what's happened, you've kind of come to trust them a little bit for what they've done for you, and as they see you turn into this dinosaur, they're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's what I say. I say, oh, this, uh, wow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The, they're all very impressed by this. Nobody has ever done anything like this in front of them. And as you feel your Ankylosaurus tail whip around and make contact with this monster, you hear a lar- uh, excuse me, a loud crack, and a very pitiful noise comes out of the monster as it's flung to the edge of the clearing to the east and... It lays there pretty much motionless. (laughs) 
Welcome, loyal listener, to Inside the Player's Studio with your host and Dungeon Master, Andrew. All right. Hey, everybody. It's uh, it's your DM, Andrew. I'm here once again with Amanda, also known as Damros in this uh, this little two-episode arc. And I've got a couple more questions for you. Uh, Great. All right. Uh, if you were, if you yourself were a druid, what would be your go-to wild shape? So this is, I feel like I have a very disappointing and plain answer for this very fun question. <laughs> I have two cats and I just, I know that cats already feel like they're humans are just large, weird cats that don't cat very well. Uh, and so I probably, my most used wild shape would probably just be a domestic house cat. Um, <laughs> So that I could be a little less weird to them. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I would love to be a grell at some point. Um, what is a those grell? Those things are just... Oh, they're fucking wild. Uh, they're the, they're the like, brain with the parrot beak and then the tentacles that hang out the bottom. Okay, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I had to grab my monster they're manual. They're fucking I wild. See a <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's the other thing I love about D&D. It's like, no matter how many times I've dug into these books, I'm always finding something else that it's like, There's always oh, that something was, new that's in cool. there. That's yeah. cool, uh, yeah. Well, and it's part of uh, being a DM is, you know, you're supposed to know the rules, but at the same time, there's no way you're going to memorize all of that stuff. And No, of course not. When your players call you out, you usually... I usually end up defecting to them in, unless it sounds broken. <laughs> <laughs> Grill. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, that is uh, very gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Good Good fun. I think, oh, yeah. I think that would get some fun looks from uh, onlookers. Oh, that would fit right in with this campaign, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, I did have one more that I, I didn't prepare you for. Um, what is your favorite magic spell in D&D proper? Uh, so the one that I'm picking is Moonbeam. It's a second level spell. And it seems at first like a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, yada yada. Uh, when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or it starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames. And you're like, oh, that's oh, cool. Shit, like yeah. You can see shit <laughs> and you use the moonlight. But then it says... Uh, they cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Damn. So, like, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's just high power. <laughs> and then shape changers make uh, its saving throw with disadvantage, and if they fail, they instantly revert to the original form and cannot assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. And on your consecutive turns, you can move the moonbeam wherever you please. Oh, that's... See, this is exactly why I asked that question because <laughs> that, like, just just listening to you read through that description, I'm like, oh, I know how I could use that narratively. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was one that I was like really, really looking for a spot to pull Moonbeam out. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. That's a it's a good fun. That one. is the only thing I kind of regret with some of these uh, these guest arcs is that we we have such limited time, and I don't. I mean if we were to play for like six hours, you know, and make six episodes out of it, I feel like that would just be, you know, taking up so much time from somebody. Yeah. So I, I want to keep them short like that so we can, you know, do two to three episodes. Um, but I do eventually want to have the characters come back. So if you're up to it, eventually, you know, probably at least three, four, five months down the road, um, I'm planning on trying to bring all of our guests back into the narrative again. Right before the, yeah, uh, Damaris, the end of the season. Damaris would love to see all those very flattering people again. Awesome. Yeah. I think you could have... Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I probably shouldn't say this is going to go in the middle nope. of the, the second episode. <laughs> I almost ruined the ending. <laughs> That's the hard thing about doing these afterwards. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, it, where can people find you on social media if they want to? 
Uh, I am Commander Amanda on Twitter at Commander A C O M M A N D E R R A, and I'm also starting a podcast with a few friends of mine. We're going to be playing as many different tabletop RPGs as we can find, and it's going to be called DM's Test Kitchen. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Tumblr, and probably eventually Facebook at DMS. T-E-S-T-K-I-T-C-H-E-N. DM's Test Kitchen. Oh, that's such a good idea. Um, if you guys... It's going to be a lot of if fun. If you guys want to have guests sometime, I'm I'm definitely available for that. <laughs> I'm sure we eventually will, and I'm sure we'll be looking for uh, people who love DMing as well. It's always a... Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like hot, a ton of fun. The hot commodity. Because we've been, we've been talking about, you know, the future of the show and maybe switching up game systems when we're done with this storyline. So, I don't know. That would be a fun place to to play with that. But all right, well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, bye, everybody. At this point, we're out of combat. Um, we'll be out of initiative order, and the monster seems to be almost completely lifeless. It's it's struggling. To breathe at this point and as the four of you approach it damaros you're still transformed i would imagine because you don't know if yes you know if this thing might be fa fainting death or not as the four of you approach it you see that a transformation starts to take place within it and i watched you change exactly it, it, its body parts start to fold within the, or fold back in on themselves and merge back into themselves. And as you're watching this happen, you all start to take a step back in case something bad happens. And kind of the opposite of something bad happens. Something good. These eight versions of Sevos merge back down into one version of Sevos. A very naked version of Sevos, but he's a Sevos that you saw in the shop earlier that day. The original Sevos. Is he old like the guy at the shop? Is it the yes. same exact Sevos? He looks exactly the same. And when he was transformed, when it was the the eight copies, he looked a bit younger. But now that he's all back to one, he looks very old. And he's breathing very heavily. And, and Sevos looks at, at you, Damaros, in your dinosaur form. <laughs> recognizing you even though you're you know you're changed and it says damn damaros those because he he is still the most beautiful dinosaur exactly, you've ever seen exactly. i he recognize says, I, those I, eyes yeah exactly i'd recognize those horns and those eyes anywhere i know that's you i i must tell you 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 set and you set me free please don't 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 bring me back let me die i i feel so much guilt i i'm the reason you were you were exiled. All those years ago, my, my business was taking a turn, and I was told by some people very close to me that you people didn't want to do business with me anymore because I let you hang out in my shop. And people were afraid of what a, a tifling in the family might mean for our future, and you were seen as a bad omen. So I, I set the fire that got you exiled. I... <gasps> I didn't, I did it f for purely selfish reasons. I'm so sorry. And I've had to make s such horrible deals and compromise my own soul for more success. Even though I got rid of you, it, it didn't last. It. I think people saw how desperate I was. I look at Damaros and I'm like, should we bring this man to justice? Uh, Damaros um, lets out an anguished cry. And uh, if we give me a second here. Oh. Oh, wow. I don't know if you guys could hear that. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> um, and uh, I cast messages. He, and I'm like, is that uh, a yes and no? Uh, <laughs> sure. What are you thinking here? Uh, is is there a lake nearby? Uh, yeah, I'd say less than a quarter mile away. You would know that there's a lake further north into the forest. Okay, so he is going to pick his uncle up by sort of the scruff of his neck and his teeth and he's going to start dragging him to the lake. Damaros, you you dragged this li like almost lifeless body of your your uncle to this lake and I'd say you get him about the the 100 feet to the edge of the clearing before 
the other three adventures start oh, to realize following. what's going on. Oh, we're following. Are you on. kidding me? I have, I'm well, no, like that, hanging that out here. I'm following You intend shit. to drag him for like a quarter of a mile. So do you, do you guys want to <laughs> help her carry this guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I try to get on Damaros's back. <laughs> Damaros, <laughs> do you let Lazy climb on your back? A hundred percent. Woohoo! I'm riding a dinosaur! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chirp and Barry, you guys help Damaros lift uh, Sevos's body and, and carry. Whoa, carry did him. he die? No, he's still alive. He's he's uh, he's conscious and he's he's kind of trying to talk to you or talk to Damaros. If you have kind of any, any pity about what you have done, you'll turn yourself into the city guard. I, and you'll explain them your actions. I don't and release your nephew's name. No, please, I can't. I, I just want to die. You must let me die. You will if, damn if I, your nephew for the rest of his life. You don't understand the the people that I'm working with. Their their ties. They. It they is go worth very damning your nephews. City. I'm gonna try to do a persuasion. If you turn me in, they will release me. Yeah, and we'll kill you again. They will use again. me to kill people. We'll They've kill already again. used me to kill people. Yeah, we'll kill you again. That's not right. Go ahead. <laughs> that is a 22. Uh, you are not able to persuade him. He does not He does not want to go back. He says, y- you have to understand, if you take me back, I'm not going to pay for my crimes. The yeah, people that release- I work with are too connected with the city... And the City Watch... The City Watch is in on this? <laughs> there are so many people in on this, you don't understand. I have heard of this corruption. Yeah? It's, it goes beyond the corruption, <clears throat> little one. It, it's, it's everywhere. They're coming. They're all coming. Oh, my. But, Damaros, I... <sighs> Your knowledge can be the difference. If we're coming in on a blind attack, we have nothing to go on. Your knowledge can help. I don't know the details. I'm no general. I'm just a pawn. I made a stupid deal with people infinitely more powerful than me, and they turned me into something that is killed. I don't... I felt guilt for years about what I did to my my nephew here, and it probably set me on the path that led to me selling my soul to these people. You have to just let me die. And as, as this conversation is happening... The four of you and and Sevos reach the edge of this lake. Uh, Damros, are you gonna? What are you gonna do here? Damros um, returns to his tiefling form. Uh, and in doing so, I think Sevos is probably still in his mouth for a second until he spits him out. Um, and then uh, he he grabs hold of his uncle. He he hugs him and says, um, "I'm I'm sorry that things happened this way, but I'm sure that it is the way that the cosmos wanted it to be." And uh, and then he says. I have wanted to restore balance for the last 16 years, and I thank you for giving me that opportunity. For the, for the extra fire you brought into the world, may water take you out of it. And he plunges him into the lake and holds him under. Are the three of you going to try and stop him? No. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we could have got a lot of information out no, of this No, it's his uncle. <laughs> I mean, murder's cool. It's cool. Murder's <laughs> so cool. Barry, Barry seems a little uncomfortable with this, but he, he sees that neither I chirp it. or lazy. Yeah, we can't get any it. information out of this guy. He's no asset to inquire This further. was so impromptu. Yeah. He's in a dinosaur's mouth, dude. Not anymore. Oh, no. She, he transformed back. Oh, my... To, to Am I still on his back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big back. Oh, yeah. Okay, so as, as I forgot about that. So, so as Damaros transforms back, you're left in kind of like a piggyback position on his back. And Damaros is so into what's happening that he doesn't even notice you still there. So you're still, you're kind of like straddling Damaros's tail, arms over his back, tear 
falling down your yeah, I'm really moved just like by this, this is so touching. <laughs> All so right. as well, just so you know, I'm gonna tell Penny I wanted to uh, bring him back to be questioned, but you ladies, this is a family matter. Yeah, you know, you tell Penny that I'm out I here. I will walk away. tell Penny that you know, and she will understand because Penny You're likes me. So as I the four of you, <laughs> as the four of you are are watching this scene, or the three of you are watching this scene, and Damaros, as, as this is happening, you feel the life escape your, your uncle's body under your hands, and you know that he's he's finally at peace, and as this happens, his body starts to vibrate violently in such a way that not necessarily like a seizure, but more like it's it's shifting almost into another plane and you reach out with that magical connection that you have and use the water around it to keep his body there so you have something to bury and what? as you're <laughs> B-U-R-Y you jackass oh. <laughs> <laughs> as, the, as this is happening the three of you that are watching you hear running footsteps behind you and as you start to turn you see penny running down the path behind you followed by those two guards those two city guards and penny gets to them gets to you about 30 seconds before the guards run and she says quick before they run in don't say anything to them we'll talk when we get back i've taken care of it but they're they're not going to let that man back into the city Sevos has disappeared his word is no good to them he's got to stay out here I'll, I'll explain everything I think I think there's still a way out of this for him but we've got to go back and the two guards catch up and they immediately walk over to Damaros and they see you know Damaros lifting Sevos out of the water and they they go and they say is is lazy still on Damaros's back no, no I, she... I yeah I'm standing next to you at this yeah. point <laughs> okay <laughs> it would be great for the whole rest of the scene to play out with you just like piggybacking on her. Oh, no, the mood has amazing. changed. The atmosphere is a little lighter now. Yeah. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to get on. on, the, on the... As these two guards come up, one of the guards says to Damaros, he says, is this, this is, this is Sevos, correct? Yes. Give him to us. We will make sure that we take him back. He will come back into the city with us and we will get a good burial for him. Your family will want his body back. They were very worried about him. They received a letter that indicated he was going to commit suicide. Is that is that what has happened here? Is that what you found? Damaros um, puts puts his uncle's body on the ground next to the edge of the lake and steps in front of it so that he is standing between the guards and his uncle's body, and he says, "You may not have this body." I back. stand next to Damaros, and I stand next to Lazy. I'm gone, guys. He started, he walked up. Yeah, he's fucked off. You want to be like, well, my work here is done. Yeah, I ain't mad at this shit. I'll you see you guys back. Back. You didn't run back when you saw Penny running back? No, that's the fucking case closed. Uh, peace. Okay, so. Damaros with. Don't act like this tifling has money. Fuck. Uh, Damaros with Lazy and Chirp flanking you, these two guards. Stand down a bit, and uh, that same guard says again, "No, we're we're gonna need to bring him into the city with us and get him buried. The the family's gonna want him. We can auth. Well, we'll have to talk to your family, but we can try to get you allowed in for the funeral. Can you accept that at least?" Uh, Damaros is going to produce flame. Yes. So he's just gonna hold flame in his hands, and he's going to say to them. You are going to want to leave. Okay, uh, roll me an intimidation. That is a 17. You're able to get these dwarves to back down. They say, okay, okay, look, we we don't want to fight here. I don't I don't think that we could handle the three of you. Uh, and at this point, Penny kind of steps up and she says, yes, gentlemen, don't worry. I will help take care of everything. Come back and check with me in a couple of days. Go talk to the family and come back to me. I just, I will deal with this, okay? And the the two dwarves uh, kind of look at her and they say, yeah. Yes, Miss Penny, okay. We will we'll trust that you can handle this situation. 
And as they're leaving, they're just shooting like glances back over their shoulder at all of you guys. And Damaros waits until they're gone and then puts the fire out in his hands. As the three of you, well, I guess, Barry, you've left, haven't you? I'm gone. Yeah. So, Chirp and Lazy, you are kind of standing there watching these two guards leave, and Penny says, okay, we need to go catch up to Barry, and I'm, I'm going to explain what we're going to do once we get back, okay? You guys go ahead, go get and catch up with Barry. I'm going to let Damaros here know what the plan is, and we'll, we'll, we'll don't worry. We'll get it all figured out. Is is this going to be Damaros's last chance to yeah. talk to them? Okay. Uh, so so Damaros, um, he's just so grateful, and uh, he says thank you so much, you guys. You you listened to me when nobody else would even look at me, um, and you helped me. You helped me find the answers uh, that I'd given up looking for a long time ago. Um, so thank you. Um, and he he kisses Chirp on the cheek, and he he kisses Lazy on the cheek, and then uh, he he says, "I I appreciate the effort to get me back into the city, but um, it's it's really okay that I'm still exiled. Um, I didn't really expect anything else. Uh, I'm used to living out here now." And then he he winks at Lazy and says, "But uh, you know where to find me." Yeah, and I will definitely find you in the woods <laughs> wow <laughs> chirp and lazy as you get these wonderful kisses on the cheek you two go to run to catch up to barry and damaros you left with penny and penny says well it's unfortunate that you don't want to come in but here's what we can do while we let all this kind of settle down a bit and I work with the city watch to, to figure out how to get your uh, your family not to worry about this body. You you make it disappear, okay? Just don't. Demeros, Sevo sent me a letter. That's why I came out here. He said that, he basically explained that they had done some experiments to his body and summoned some sort of creature into his body a couple days ago at the ritual and he said that if you don't burn his body it's going to keep coming back but even after you burn his body you must and as she says that his body starts to twitch a little bit she says oh you must go now you must burn the body and you must take the ashes and scatter them into the ocean do you understand he nods okay um and she she pulls a pouch out of her pocket and hands it to you and it it, it feels somewhat heavy and she says here here's some money this will get you to the ocean we're about four days away burn his body as soon as you can and if the ashes seem like they're starting to pull themselves together burn them again do you understand he nods again she also hands you the letter that Sevos wrote and she says there's something in here for you read it on the road okay he takes the letter and uh he's he's not really ready to open it he kind of looks at it like he doesn't really want to have it, but he, he puts it in an inner pocket. Okay, so she says, well, it was nice to meet you. Your your family was actually one of the families that was um, welcoming to my mother when we first showed up here, and it was very helpful in getting us established in the city, so I felt like I had a bit of a, a debt to you. When you walked in, I, I actually immediately recognized you. I don't know if you remember, but when we were, when we were children, we met, and... We had a great day out in the fields, and I never forgot it. Did you? Damros uh, squints at her, and uh, he says, Yeah, I uh, I can't believe I didn't recognize you earlier, but yeah, I remember we played as children. You want to leave immediately, but don't forget, burn the body right away. You, you got it. And she, uh, she gives you a big hug and a kiss on the cheek, and she says, And don't go breaking no hearts out there, okay? He he kisses her hand and uh, says, "No promises." <laughs> so, chirp, Barry, lazy, you all get back to the beholder's eye before Penny does, and you've kind of got, you know, a minute to sit around and and talk to each other about what the fuck just happened. And as you're sitting there processing everything, Penny walks in and she she looks a little wistful, but. She says, okay, well, 
I'm gonna have to deal with the city guard now. Um, it's not gonna be fun, but you know what? I'm doing it for a friend. We'll make sure that you all, all three of you get a nice little bonus in your checks this week, okay? Um, I'm gonna need you not to tell anyone about this outside of the agency, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about shit that goes Thank on. Thank you. It's yes. in our contract. It is in your contracts, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was no NDA. <laughs> well, Penny likes to ask nicely rather than remind people that they're legally obligated to not fucking exist. <laughs> <laughs> She says, thank you for your help on this. Um, the three of you, you've shown me that I can I can trust you with things that are hard and, and things that sometimes I can't give you all the information on. Thanks can we, talking to you, Barry. I think you're drunk. Yeah, she is looking directly at Barry when she says this. She says, I think I might have judged some of you too soon. Not taking her eyes <laughs> off of Barry. Uh, <laughs> and she says, I think... Me and Aldalar are going to sit down um, with everyone soon and, and reveal what... We think something very bad's going to happen soon. That's we, very deductive reasoning you have going on. Well, we Eddie. have all these omens, yes, but there's, there's a lot more evidence than that. And we think that it has to do with everyone. So we'll talk about that soon. But in the meantime, thank you so much. And hopefully... Um, Maybe someday Damaros can come back and and help us again. Yeah, totally. I mean, which when she says that, she looks at you two ladies and like gives you a little wink, like, and all three of you swoon. Together. I blush. Oh yes. <laughs> I say how much can a bird I like blush? Anglo-Saxons. How do you tell a bird is blushing? Tell a bird is blushing. Maybe the the feathers on your cheeks raise a little bit. <laughs> Pretty sure he liked me most anyway, ladies. So. Oh, Barry. As four of you are kind of standing there in the reception area of the beholder's eye saying this to uh, uh, you know and Penny is saying this to all of you the door opens again and a familiar face walks in it's Aldalar and he says hey guys what I miss it's been a couple of days any sort of weird shit That's a wrap, people.